We're holding in Shaiftim Perekhei, Pasuk of Gimel. And now once again, this sure time to discuss something else. Ayru Merois. Merois should be cursed. Omar Malach Hashem, the Malach of Hashem says, and then Agar, Ayru Aar Yeshvel. The inhabitants of Merois should be cursed. Why? Kilaivavod Ezis Hashem. They didn't come to assist Hashem, so to speak. They ask Hashem Bagibarim. To assist Hashem with the Gibarim, which would refer to the Jewish army who were called the Gibarim. So who was Merois and who was the Malach Hashem? So the Gemara gives two explanations in why it cotton who Merois was. Um, they're both strange explanations, these explanations. The one is Merois was, was an Adam Khashuf. It was a certain, uh, maybe a, a, a chieftain of a certain area, or maybe somebody who had a certain influence in that area. And therefore, Meroz, if he was a person, was somebody who could have offered assistance to, to Barak and the army, which he didn't do. And therefore, he's, he gets a clutter. Because he didn't come to help, he didn't come to show assistance. So the Ezra speak takes sides with Hashem against Israel. That's one explanation. The other explanation is Meroz refers to a star. We said before the Kichavim in Mitzrayim fought with Israel, and therefore there was a star called Meroz, and the star didn't contribute, so to speak, to fighting Israel. Therefore Barak, Hashem or curses the star. Um, that's, a, that's a very strange thing to say. Firstly, like was asked, the Charedon found stars of Bechira. Secondly, what's the first thing of star? What's going to happen to it? And uh, those are maybe the logical questions, but the obvious question is how do you read that? It's the Pasuk. It's Aru Marais, Aru Aru Yeshvel, that its inhabitants should be cursed. And to the best of my knowledge, there aren't inhabitants in the stars. So, what's it referring to? Anyway, that's the Gemara will explain it, in Be'ez Hashem. But before that, all the Adam of Hashem, whether it's the Radak, the Mitzvah, the Malbim, they all go with the same shit, that Meroiz is referring to a place. And not a person, not a star, it's referring to a place. And the Aror Yeshvea, thank you, means the people of the place. The people of the place should be cursed. And why Why do they get a color? So, he says, because it didn't come as a Hashem. They didn't come to assist in the fight against Israel. In what way were they needed to fight? So the Mashmur says they weren't needed to fight as soldiers. Kaisha wasn't acting soldiers. In other words, the way the nace happened was miraculous. So it wasn't like we were under, so to speak, undermanned, understaffed. The, the Kudah was, we see this later on in other battles as well, and that is any army which is going to battle needs uh, support staff in the areas where they are, whether it's to provide food or to provide... Uh, whatever requirements the soldiers might need. So it needs, so to speak, a, a sympathetic a civilian, so to speak, population who's going to assist the army. You see later in the story of Gidon, the same idea, that there were cities who Gidon needed for food or whatever it was, and they weren't prepared to provide it. And the Mashamah says Meroz is in the same category as the place, according to the way Mephoshim, most Mephoshim learn. And the Taina, there wasn't that in fact, they don't bother as of Sashem. They didn't come to help the army of Hashem. Right. And in this context, the Malach Hashem is either referring, is referring to the Vaira. So as part of a shirah, she curses this place of Meroz. 
why is she called a Malach Hashem? And the answer is because Nabim are often called Malachim. Same thing we we find the Nabim also called Malachim because the Malach basically means the messenger. And therefore, if a Navi is coming as a messenger of Hashem to guide us or to give us instruction or whatever it's going to be, so they're also considered a Malach Hashem in the sense that they're also a messenger of Hashem. But it's interesting that Dafka, in the context of giving a Klaish, is called a Malach Hashem. Until now, she never refers herself like that. Sometimes she calls herself a Nevia, or she calls herself by her name, Devera, or an Ambi Yisrael. It's interesting that Dafka, in the context of when she's coming to give a Klaish, uh, she calls herself the Malach Hashem. Uh, and uh, the reason for that is the Chayra, we don't find that we're meant to curse uh, other Yidin or other people. And if that's the case, it's not much that on her own Devara would choose to curse this place. And therefore she says she's cursing them as a Shliach of Hashem, so now she calls herself the Malach Hashem. Like, you know, this, this is, she's doing this as an agent, as a messenger, um, as in order to curse Miraz. Okay, so like we said, we can understand the Shetah that holds that Meroz was a place, we can understand the shit maybe that Meroz was a person who was the ruler or the, the person like, of influence in a certain place. First, the we can understand. But what's the Havimim that Meroz would be a star? And if that's the case, why would, a, why would a star not have listened to Hashem? And why would a star be cursed? What, what's going to affect the star? What, uh, what, what does the Gemara mean by that? So, maybe we'll see in three seconds time, time when she talks about uh, the downfall of this, we'll come back to what, what, what the chalik of the star was and what it was missing. In the meantime, we'll leave the chalik that it's a strange gemara. We might cut the one towards the star, but then later on, in a few seconds, we'll come back to explain what, why, why a star would get cursed what was the, and what did the star do wrong. But there's a contrast. On the one hand, she curses whatever entity it was, Meroz, who didn't come and help. And now on the, on the contrast, she's going to mention Yael. And as we saw, Yael did come forward to help, and more than she volunteered. Uh, we saw what happened, the sister, sister was running, and Yael came out to greet him, and invited him to come inside, and the intention was that that way she'd be able to overcome him. And therefore, she, she's going to, as a, in the contrast of Meroz, who didn't, like we said, the civilian population, who didn't want to come forward to help, Yael, who wasn't a soldier, she was a lady, but she wasn't part of the army. But nevertheless, she did uh, offer herself, so to speak, as a way to help the army and kill Sisra. And therefore, the Pasuk says in the Pasuk HaTarot, Tevayrach minashim. She should be blessed among ladies, Yael, Eitus, Chavar, Akeli, minashim, Ba'el, Tevayrach. From the ladies, intention should be blessed, and there's obviously there's a repetitious Lashim. What's the twice that she should be blessed from Lashim? So in this Chazal learned, that the Nashim we're talking about isn't stam among other ladies. That could be the first one, Tavarach Minashim. When it says Minashim Ba'ayel, so who called the Nashim Ba'ayel? So Chazal here refers this to the Imams who called the Nashim Ba'ayel. Um, by Sarah Emelo, when Avram was asked by the Malachim, where's Sarah Ishtacha? He said, he named Ba'ayel, so she was an oil. Um, by Rivka it says that when she came back with the Yazah, it says, So she was also a Nashim Ba'ayel, she was brought to an oil. And lastly, by Yaakov, when, sorry, by Rachel and Leah, when Lavan chases Yaakov, it says he was Mechapis Ba'ayel, Rachel Ba'ayel. 
So all the imams are connected to the word oil. And therefore we say in the Lashem, in the Pasuk, in the Lashem, it's not just that she should be blessed among other ladies, maybe her contemporaries who are alive at the time of the Vera, but we're going an extra step in saying she should be blessed among the imams. Right. Now, what's the... What's the Kesha? What's the Shaykhah between Yael and the Imam? That she, that she was mean, mean Nashim. From among the Nashim Baya, from among the Imams, Yael deserves a bracha. In other words, the Khaira, there was, she was definitely instrumental in killing sister, but why would that in any way compare to the Imams who, the godless wasn't just the one selectivity, the godless was the, the greatness were both Klaishra. Now, the Gemara says this. The Gemara in Nazir. The Gemara says this. Gedol Averedishma. Gedol Averedishma. And that is, we see, we're going to see in the next passage that Yael's, uh, so to speak, attempt to try and convince Sisera, and eventually the way she managed to subjugate Sisera. Involved the Maisever. She had to offer herself, so to speak, as a bait for Sisra, and that way involved the Maisever, which would have been nicer than the Kavar Issa. She was Ashish Ish. Like it says, Ashish Chavarakani. So, was it Mutsu for her to save Kal Yisrael to do a Dover Aver? And that the Gemara says, the concept of God Naver Lishma. God Naver Lishma, that the Maisever was Naver, but it was Naver done Lishma in order to save Kal Yisrael. And if that's the case, the, on this passage, the Gemara says that that's why it's comparing her to Nashim Boyle, that the Imams built Klai Yisrael uh, through mitzvahs, through Maisa Mitzvah. Uh, Yael, what she did to protect Klai Yisrael was through Maisa Avera. But Avera Dan Nishma, uh, so to speak, can be equated to Maisa Mitzvah. And obviously the question is, what does that mean? We don't. Uh, we can ask the question on a number of levels, which we need to do. The first obvious question is, what what right do we have to choose to do others? Even if we think we're going to save Klai Yisrael, there's going to be some major advantage to be gained, so to speak, from what we're doing. But uh, when are we allowed to make that kind of a cheshbon? That means also is also, and that's the case. There isn't a makom to be matter in Avera because because we think it's going to be ravach. Uh, we we could trace this back if we wanted to. Pass him to the Chalik of the mistake of Adam Arushan. Whatever Revach Adam Arushan thought it was going to be by eating from Eitzadas, at the end of the day it's also. And we don't make Heshbonus when it comes to Averis. So the fact that the Kodesh Baruch Hu said we don't do it, we don't do it. So why would this be different? Once there's a clear uh, Easter in the Torah to do something, so the Chalik is not allowed to come and justify it because of what we think it's going to, the end is going to be or what it's going to achieve. So the whole premise of how does a very Nishma work is something which needs explanation. That's the first question you have to ask. And the second question the Gemara asks, and the Gemara gives a strange answer, which needs explanation. And the Gemara says that the Maisa, even if a person has the right intention of doing Avera, the Gemara Nazir asks, and the Gemara asks, but how come is Hani Avera? At the end of the day, a person is getting handled from an Avera. And therefore the Gemara seems to say that even if there would be a justification which I still have to explain, so to speak, to do the Avera, but it's also a handoff from an Avera. So, 
how is Yael allowed to get do an Avera, which would be a source of Hano, um, that itself should be a problem. And that the Gemara answers, and I see the Gemara says, no, it wasn't Hano. Because Kol Maitzir Shayim is a Tzara for the Tzadikim. So she wasn't his Hano. And then again, it, it needs explanation. What the, if, if you're talking about Hano in the sense that it's the, there's a certain physical pleasure involved, the fact that it's a Rosh or a Tzadik, why does it change anything? Why does it take away the Hano? And why does that therefore entitle Yael to a bracha? Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Let's start with the first question first. What's the concept of Avera Nishma? What's the concept of Avera Nishma? That a person is allowed to do an Avera um, in a sense where it's where it's uh, Nishma, it's, it's been done for the reasons of a mitzvah. What justifies doing an Avera? So there's two possible ways to answer the question. But before that, we have to draw a parallel to another case in the Tanakh where we see the same thing happening. And that's obviously by Queen Esther. Exactly the same idea. Esther, as she tells Mordechai herself, and as you want me to go to the king, it's in my side there. Like I share a vanity, a vanity. If I go to the king, I'm going to make myself awesome. Right? And therefore, until now, she had never willingly gone to Achashverosh. She was always considered oinous. But now you want me to go to the king. You make me do a my side You make me do a my side I'm going to become awesome. So does the saving clients show allow me to do a my Which was the question she badly meant to ask. Then we look at the Mugeras Esther, just on a simple childish level, you think like she was scared to go to the king because the king kills whoever comes to that permission. Right? Had Mordechai told her to go in this way to say the Torah Israel, it wouldn't have been what worried her. But her kasha was uh, on a deeper level. And that is, uh, how am I allowed to do an Avera? You're asking me to do something which is Asr, to say Torah Israel. Mechitesh is motive for me to do an Avera, even if it's to say Torah Israel. Which is better than the question we're asking. What's the, what's the halachic hetzer for Avera Nishma? You know, even for a person's intentions, instead of Klai Yisrael, why are they entitled to the Nevei? So like I said, there are two possible answers to the question. The Gemara says the one by Esther, and that is, there's a concept called Karakoyla, which means a person not doing the Maisavir. A person is not allowing the Nevei to be done, they aren't preventing the Nevei, but they aren't actively doing the Nevei. And therefore, even though normally a person is not meant to allow Nevei to happen if they can prevent it, but in the case where there's a Rebach, there's a Maisavir in Klai Yisrael, in allowing Nevei to happen, and the person is not actively doing the Avera, so he's not over on doing an Avera, so then the man doesn't have to stop a, a mass Avera happening. And if that's the case, if, if you're going to go with the first answer of the Gemara, which the Gemara says is in Hedrin by Queen Esther, you're going to have to sort of kind of rephrase the story. And that is, even though Esther went in front of the king, the reason she went to him was to ask for a request, to say, Klai Yisrael. If whatever happened after that, she wasn't an active participant in, then they would consider her karka olam, even if it was her choice to go to meet him. And the same thing about Sisra and Yo. If Yo decides to invite Sisra into a tent, because that's the way to hold him until Barak or whoever's going to come and kill him, that was going to trap him, so then even though that she was the one who instigated it, she invited him inside. Right? But what happens after that, if she's a karka olam, that wouldn't be considered her or Okay, so that's the one possibility of explaining that there's no hatred to do a virus, but the person doesn't have to prevent an avera if it's a way to save, to, to cause a hatzara. In other words, if, if, if uh, normally a person would have to try to prevent an avera, but over here the cheshbul of why this is going to be a hatzara for Kali Yisrael would be a reason to allow an avera to happen because you aren't doing avera. So the kilo that, that isn't the terrorist tivui which a person would be awesome to transgress under any circumstances. That's the one option. The second option is that there's a concept of Haras Shah Banavi. Haras Shah Banavi means 
on a once-off basis, a Novi is allowed to tell somebody to be over the Torah. If we know the person to be a Novi and it's a Racha Kodesh, so then they're allowed to be Mitzvah with someone to be over the Torah in a specific circumstance, that time only, because for whatever reason it was meant to do that. And if that's the case, as long as it's not a Vodazar, that the Rabbin teaches us in the Salachim that, or he from a Pasuk, a Vodazar, obviously, a non-Novi will ever tell us to do, and that's a clear sign that he's not a Novi Amos. But besides for Vodazar, any other Eastern Torah, any other Eastern Torah, if there's a Hayra'a Shah to allow um, that there's a reason why a Novi is telling someone to do go against the Torah, if he's Musmach as a Novi Amos, and the person is Mukhiv to listen, and go against the Torah on that particular example, in that particular case. This can even involve serious others. For example, there were times when a Navi told someone to kill somebody else. And if it's Alpine Navi, he's not to do it. The Tzich is normally against the Torah. But it's a, it's a Dibre Navi, we have to do it. I mean, the best example is, is again, the case always comes to the Dio Bahara Karma. Everyone talks about the first part of the nest, that there was a dinner of Shkutei Chutz, it's also during Karma outside the Vesel Midrash, which Eliyahu did. But there's a second part of the nest, or not the nest, the second part of what Eliyahu did, which is clearly completely against the Torah, but again, Harashah. And that is, after the nest happened, so Eliyahu directs Klai Yisrael to catch the 450 Nubiya bound to kill them. We don't kill people like that, Alpitar. Right? If you want to kill somebody, you're basically, it's a history, it's a story. And not definitely not 450 people in one shot. Each case is, each person is a separate case. And you don't have to do the whole process of the Bastion and the Mizakim and the Mechaibim and Allah Nusad Din and it's, it's not in the second you kill 450 people. There's no, there's no precedent in the Torah of that at all. But Eliyahu did that. He tells them, kill, catch the people of Allah and they to them by the Nacha. What? What's that? Ella what? It's the same in the site. Once, once it's a Hetzer for Eriel Shah and it's a Navi Amos like Eliyahu was, so he made it, it was a right to Mitzvah Yisrael to do something which even though normally that wouldn't be what the Torah is allowed to do. And therefore, when Mordechai tells Esther, I want you to go to Hashverosh, and I want you to try and appeal the case of the Jews. So the other way to explain the Maase is, even though it was a Dvar of Hera, but Mordechai was a Navi. And if Mordechai was a Navi, and he's telling Esther an instruction, this is what I want you to do, so she's not going to listen. And she tried to say, maybe, maybe not, whatever it is, he says, don't ask questions, this is what you put in the base of Malchus for, and something you need to do. Okay, she does. And Navi is in Tzavah. If that's the case, even though normally without a Tzivui Navi, we would take the Tzad, that it's also to do a Maisavera, um, it's also to do a Maisavera, uh, even whatever the result's going to be, but when it's Mitzvah Pinavi, then it's Mitzvah. Now, if that's the case, the question is by Esther, we understand, there's an instruction from Mordechai, what about Bayar? What about Bayar? We don't find that a Navi came and told her to, 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 to bring Sish into the house and, so to speak, and cause his downfall. So what civil in the world is she going on? So there's two options. There's two options. If this is the matter we're going to explain, there's two possible options. The one is the Navi doesn't tell it to us before. The Navi tells it to us now, which means just like the Navi didn't tell us about the stars and the river and all the other factors which went into the war in, the, in the, recounting the story of the Muhammad, and he comes here in the, in the share of the Torah. So it could be that there was a civil from the Torah to you. To, to take his sister and, and, and uh, bring, his, bring about his downfall, even though that's mentioned earlier. Or it could be a girl herself at Rechakadesh. And therefore, she was given instruction directly, and if they come through a different lobby. Either way around, the, the Pasuk here is coming to justify that Yael did the right thing. 
Now, why should we not shim for to varech? Like we said, that uh, she's considered mevarech from the Imoas, who are all, all called Nashim Boyle. That there were ladies who were, the, the minor was that there were Yoshev El, that there were the tents, and over here she's more Mubarak than them. So, the first point, and that is, let's, well, let's go on at a time. The first thing we see is that the Nashim Boyle, the Imoas, the Atsem, in different cases, were put into a position where they were also, it never happened, but they were in a case where there was a potential of them doing something against the Torah. And why did they do it? For example, when Abraham tells the Pharaoh, so the Soros takes the Pharaoh's palace, she says, it's shish. So it's true that this happened and nothing happened to her. But the so how is it motive for her to go along with the to go along with the, the pretense, so to speak, that she was with the Barry in a case where it, would, could, it could potentially be involved in a very. Okay, so we spoke about this at the time in the parish this year, that the Chayra of Rome was clear that nothing would happen to Sarah. So Mitzidah, he didn't think that she was at risk. Fine. But from Sarah's point of view, how was, it allowed, how was she allowed to, so to speak, compromise, com, no, to cooperate in something which could have caused an very? She had to say the same two answers. Either she would have been Karen Koyim, or Avram was a Novi. So she was listening to what Avram told her to do. The same thing Yitzchak. Again, it never happened because Hashem intervened. But when Yitzchak goes to grow and he says to Avimelech, Achoisihi, he says, now again, Rivka doesn't say, Chasu Shalom, how can you say that? I'm your wife. I'm She's willing to go along with it. And then here is the same question again. How can she do that? Maybe we'll involve in a very. So you have to come to the same, one of the same two answers. And uh, the same thing by Layan Yachrachel. Layan Rachel, not that, that that wasn't the story that happened to them. But Lemaisi, that was the Isra of, of Achis Nisha. Like we know. It's also the married two sisters. So how is the Mutzah for, from Rachel and from their point of view? But why wasn't there, why, why was the Mutzah for them to stay married to Yaakov? And then the same you said, they were lying on Yaakov. So what, we can ask the question why Yaakov did it, we can give answers to that. But we don't have a question on Rachel there. And Yaakov was a Navi, and Yaakov told him that he wants to marry both of them. Fine, they were saying, very Navi. The, and therefore, what the comparison that the Torah is drawing between the Imois and Yael is that the Atsem, by, by what the, with the same mistoid which we see by the Imois, that they were willing to recover the Tivrei Novi, even though there it, wasn't, it didn't cause any Aver in the Maisa, which Rachel said it from Aver. But the same mistoid we see by Yael also. What she did do was also Alpid Al either, one of the two stories, to say Kaya Israel Alpid Dabri Novi. And if that's the case, she should be blessed like them. There was the same cheshpan, uh, there was the same motivation that she was willing to be so much on the Boa or that she was willing to rely on the fact that in, in the circumstances to do a mitzvah, Karakoyana wouldn't be a wouldn't be a issue. But the second question is the Gemara's question, and that is and that might explain the initial decision. But there's another shayla, Misani Meaber. Why is it a shayla? Because like the Gemara says, normally misasik is possible possible. Versus Misasek in the Avera doesn't intend to do the Maisa Avera, it's, it's not considered the Maisa. There's the Gemara that Misasek, which means it comes to those things which give a person Hanar even if they weren't intending to do the specific action. Right? So they can't say that the dice was Hanar. The, the Maisa causes Hanar. If a person eats, right? so he wasn't intending to eat Chaylef. Or whatever, whether it's going for the Rav or Bayan, the in, uh, in Christus, he was even trying just to swallow whatever was in his mouth or intending to eat something else, whichever one it is. 
At the end of the day, the chayre tastes is good. It tastes like meat. So that's okay. So without the das, there's still the hana. What and the hana is also. So ask the gemara merayis chayre. So ask the gemara. So even if here we have a justification why the ma'aser there is nasser, and has the intention to do that there is nasser, why isn't the hana also? Why is the hana also? Now that, that's the question. Because by or by Esther, because by the Yimois, it never got to that step. In other words, that they were willing to listen to a Novi, so to speak, to potentially risk doing a Maisa which never happened. But uh, over here, by Yol, by Esther, where it actually did happen, why isn't the Yisrael Mishanim Why isn't the Yisrael Mishanim And that the Gemara answer is not a Hana. Whatever the Maisa of Rosh is, is a Tsar by Tsar, it's, it's not a Hana by Tsar. And you also, what does that mean? What does that mean? What's, uh, what's the gather of um, what's the gather of uh, of why there wouldn't be a hana? So once I was talking to a Moshe Shapiro about this, I asked him before, explain like, what do you say? So I'll tell you the Moshe he said. Something which uh, maybe is a little bit his point. No, so I'm just bringing his words. He said that the, the Musag of Misasik with eating Right, is that it's, that doesn't help because it's hana. So he said, but what happens if a person uh, was eating something else? Is misasik. He wasn't intent to, intend to eat something which is water. At the same time, he bit his lip hard and swallowed a piece of his lip. Are we going to say that he's misasik with something with davar hana and the He said, no. The tsar batting himself outweighs the hana he got from swallowing the piece of skin that he bit. Right, when a person eating bats his finger, hard enough, he actually bats a piece off his finger and swallow that. You're going to say that's misasik, uh, uh, that, that he got a hanor from, uh, from what he ate? No, the tsar that it caused him was more than a hanor that he got. So in the case where a person gets hanor, then, the then you can say that the hanor is also a hanor's issue, right? Because the mice, there was a hanor in eating. But if the hanor itself caused him a tsar, so then we, the, the, the amount of hanor he got is less than the amount of tsar he had. Because of that's considered nene. The, 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 the tzar outweighs the hana. And that's what the Gemara is saying here. That by tzaddik, by the hana of a rasha, like in the case over here, that's not called the hana. It's not even a physical hana. The tzar which it causes outweighs the tzar and the hana that they get. So imagine that that's the right of tzaddik. It's not a hana for them. It's a tzar for them. Right. So that, those are the two, the two factors involved. That, uh, that yol was Mubarak firstly for willing to insist, even though she wasn't part of Barak's army, and that's a contrast to Mirai's who was willing to assist. That's the first part, the Barak Minashim. And the second part, Minashim Ba'ayel, is compared to the Imas. Uh, even though Yael did something which would negate it in a very Yishma, as opposed to a Mitzvah, that there's a precedent for this. And we said, whatever the reasoning of Yael was, the Mitzvah, the Imas already did that. And therefore, she's in good company. Minashim Ba'ayel to Barak. And why it's that Minashim Ba'ayel is because the the like by Ram Avinu it says about Tzara you know by oil it's a sign of tzniyus that uh, they didn't look to go out there uh, even in the case where they had to be like, where it was possible to end up in Paris Paris or Melech Paris wherever it's going to be that wasn't their place they they wanted to stay loyal what they did different was as a as a result of Hatzara or else they did very novi and that's the case here also uh, Yael who went out of a tent to who to so to speak entice Israel. Which is Minash of Devarah. It wasn't her nature. The essence she was, her makam was also in the tent. What she did was, was only Lishma, to try and save Israel, and that's why she's there for a bracha.